And what's going up guys, and it's your favorite Martian, Anomaly Kyra. Today we're going to talk about double thinking yourself. What does this mean? What does that mean? Should I do this? Should I do that? No, no, this wasn't right. No, that was okay. Was it? But was it really? I'm not sure. This type of um, repetitive nature. But we're repetitive creatures, aren't we? Oh man. Let's let's follow on down the uh, quantum realm hole, as it will, and see what turns into what and what multiplies and how much we can keep track of it. If you've ever seen this movie, uh, Primer or Pi or Coherence, you can kind of understand the process of the golden spiral. Um, what everything has a pattern. Everything has a certain repetition because it's a circle. It's not linear. We see ourselves in this realm of linear because it's easier for us to keep track of. And I do the same thing. I need a 5 p.m. just like everybody needs a 5 p.m. I think it just works better and it works for all of us. We're all in the system together. So that's why we do things like this. With that being said, there's a part of myself even as successful as I've become, as well as I'm doing, all the places I've spoken and uh, interviewed and traveled, and even before any of this started, I've lived in different places, not with a large amount of money, I just really knew how to budget and make do. Like, if you go to France, you can find an apartment for $500 and make sure you don't spend more than $300 a month. Is it glorious? No. But guess what? You live in Paris. So the point was that you get to live in Paris and go travel and be there. But, you know, you take care of yourself and doing the bills how you can. Um, and really with a lot of web work, stylus work, things like that. So, not doing that now, but now I'm like, oh, wow, I should be able to do eyeliner. You know, I did this for, like, supermodels. <laughs> But this is the thing, you know, when it comes to doing something for yourself, we can feel blocked or kept away from. I find this when I have a lot of people speaking to me and they say things like, oh, well, you know, most Americans, da 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 da. Or what I found with men or women is that da 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 da. Well, you've probably, you gotta look at the numbers and the variations of how many people you've met and you're one person and your avenue of how you're meeting those many people and how that works out. So on average, at the most you could, you could keep in your memory of their face, ways, and things of being with 150 people. Google this, find it out if you want to, maybe the number's lower, a little bit higher, but it's around this area. And that's it. And that's... That's this is a person that is highly complex in being able to understand. Really, just the basic people, you know, they have they can keep a memory of about 30 people. So you look at that difference. So 30 people to even 150 people is still not seven billion people on the earth. You don't know how anyone thinks, you don't know how anyone feels. What you can do is be compassionate and have empathy. Like, if you have a conversation and someone finds something that has happened to them in life and they have their reasons why they feel it was meaningful or ways that it wasn't, and you, as a human being, have this ego and this point of view that you know something else you might want to add in or say, or, hey, did you look at it this way, or maybe you should do it that way, or adding a compliment. Wow, this was really amazing. It was like this. Start noticing what that looks like. And when you notice what that looks like, you can start getting an idea of what that would feel like. And just go deeper and deeper into that. 
thought process. And here's what I like to do. I like to, there's something called a ping. So when you talk to someone, you can feel a type of uh, and it feels like, just to go there, it feels like a stab in the heart. Now, not like a heart attack stab, but like a light little ooh. And you can feel that, whatever that is, whatever the meaning is. But when you feel pinged, not triggered, it's, it's an, a physical reaction. You could be like, hmm, okay. And you might want to push in, see more, and be curious. This is when I would say to back up, reverse, and run. I know it sounds uh, counterintuitive that you want to know more people, you have to talk to more people. But I'm not really interested in knowing more people. I'm interested in having meaningful partnerships, knowing a deeper level of someone. And you can't have that with hundreds of friends or thousands of people. It just doesn't work that way. We feel that way with things like music and art and philosophy and podcasts and things like that in a really good and meaningful way. Because as soon as I said that, I was like, oh my God, I would never have a great conversation with anyone from high school. (laughs) But here we are. So let's talk about the emptiness that can exist in someone. Now, I could meet someone who's, for lack of a better word, doing the process of life. They go to work, they come home, they watch something, they go to sleep. Or in between the watching something, maybe you go have dinner with a friend, you know, maybe you have sex with someone or you have a partner or something, visit a parent, who knows. You're in between life. And this is your day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year. Most people are living this life, and most people are very unhappy with it. I'm not living this life, but I get to be an observer of the world, or of the Earth as it exists, from my Mars station. We'll look at it that way. So from my Martian mentality, I get to see how the Earthlings do relationship. And you might think this is a cultural, time frame, place of work attitude, but it's not. This is international. This is the whole planet. There are a majority of people, single or dating or in a relationship, who live their life this way. And it's a day-to-day process to just get day-to-day, week-to-week and month-to-month and year-to-year. There is no meaning. That's what we're looking for, the meaning. And not meaning like it needs to tell you a story. The meaning means that you need to tell it a story. The life that you're leading, you're growing. So if this is your plant, this is your seed, you're the one telling it how you want it to grow. A lot of moisture, a lot of sunlight, or cold and a little bit of moonlight. Depends on the plant. Usually poisons are, uh, poisonous plants are much better in the moonlight. Which has always fascinated me, actually. They may be deadly, but they protect themselves because they're, they come from the dark. So, in that way, someone in my platform was like, um, being a prisoner of war or seeing someone get tortured, I would understand that these types of people are in a dark place, and that's just who they are. But it doesn't mean that something can't grow in this place. 
So if you happen to have had, you know, a blessed life or well-to-do life where you didn't have to struggle, strive, or learn anything or build yourself up emotionally, then I would say cause some type of something in your life. Make that move. Do that step. Risk that risk. Go talk to that girl that's really pretty. Her saying no to you is the best thing that could ever happen to you because now you'll start looking for something that you really deserve and what you want. Things like this. Uh, quit that job and go do the thing that you wanted to do. You'll be dead one day. None of it will matter. And it might take you, this is a, a Charles, uh, someone uh, probably has already read this and you've probably already heard this, but go into the dark. Go into the dark screaming and fighting. Go into the dark like whatever is in there should fear you. This is what this is. And these sound metaphorical and in a well-to-do way. In this way, I would say, those challenges that you have, really the opportunities you're experiencing, this is the way to lead your life. This is the way to lead yourself. You're in the process, always, constantly, cycling, circle, 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 of regenerating and recreating yourself. And you can change it, or you can leave it the same. For me, I find little areas and things that I don't like, and I start editing them and changing them. Like when I used to have an issue with like self-esteem and confidence, and I wasn't sure about having thick thighs, and before it was really cool, you know? And this kind of process, even thinking that um, I might look too sexual, or try to dress myself down, or all of these extra psychological burdens that weren't true, and that I didn't need. The most free I've ever been is when I completely loved myself, my body, and everything about me with my partner. And it was amazing. And it always will be. In that way, you have to do the same thing with whatever it is you have to overcome. You may face that challenge and it goes wrong. You may do that one thing you wanted to do and it doesn't work out well. And that's okay. Because in the long run, after all those days and weeks and months and years, the things that didn't work won't matter. It's the things that did work that will matter. So try not to focus on the, the shortcomings of the world that you live in. We live in a world that is complex. And if you see the negative, that's what you'll experience. And if you see the positive, that's what you'll experience. But we're all riding on the same iffy bus to the same location. We all die. But you can look out the window or you can look at the wall. It's really up to you. I like to find myself in a place with people who look out the window, enjoy the sunlight, think about how comfortable the chair is or how uncomfortable it is and bond with someone about it. Things like this. This is what life is. This is what feels good to us when we bond and have connection and friendships and relationships and not a bunch, like there's a push to the superficial. And I really want to just not say, like, who's doing that or who does the talk? Because when I meet people in the real world, they don't agree. So I feel like there's an opinion of the opinion, right? So there's this massive, well, we all think like this idea that we actually don't all think like that. I know, shocking, I know. 
But I've, I've had, I've been blessed enough to have the opportunity to have many conversations with a lot of different people, and it wasn't in a dating, sexual, or physical, um, intimate family, or any kind of thing. Just a random stranger, because I'll, I'll interact in that way. I give enough of my ear that I could hear. Meaning like this, let me tell you a situation. So one time I'm walking back from a store, and there's a lady who's totally disheveled, and she seems like she's kind of just uh, not going through something, not sure what to do in this decision. Now, of course, yeah, you could just walk by or anything like that. But for me, I purvey the system. So I, I look, I see she's well dressed, her shoes are clean. So she's not like a scary person who's like going to rob me, you know, but she seems to just be struggling with an idea. And I just walked by enough that she could notice that maybe she could talk to someone. I'm really not sure exactly what happened. This just finds me. Now, I've only seen this thing say that you're magnetic or this is drawn to you or something. So I don't know. It's just been a lifetime thing. So when I come across this and she says her phone's off or something or she lost her phone or something like this, which I know today everyone is kind of obsessed with their phone. So in this time frame, I could definitely understand that. And there's like, oh my God, if I lost my phone, I would kind of be in that way too. I think it fell down a uh, sewer drain. And you know, you don't really know what to do. Does it, is it at the, like in the movies? Is it just like at the bottom? And we could, could you just reach your arm or like get a stick? Or do you call the fire department? Do you call the police? Do you try to get it yourself? What are you supposed to do? So this was the back and forth I'm sure she was doing. I didn't exactly get to hear what her inside thoughts were, but she told me about dropping her phone, things like this, and the panic ensued. Uh, a little bit of the information was jumbled together, but it just, she dropped her phone. And it was a lot for her to handle. Some people cannot cope um, in a certain way that's healthy for them. And I'm going to even say that for myself. Sometimes you need to cope, but you may have developed different ways to cope that could be damaging to you. We've talked about this before. So you need to make sure that your coping mechanisms are not damaging. And the best way to make sure is to, is to have one of them damage you. So this is one of the things I found out. So you don't know that the fire is hot until you burn your hand. And maybe that second burn, you're like, okay, this is definitely hot, it definitely hurts, it definitely burns. Okay, that's dangerous. To me, it takes twice. I think for most people, it takes twice, because the first time, you can always doubt it. Or if you have a doubting personality, which really means you've been taught to doubt yourself. And you can start to notice that too. I've started to notice that too. So if someone has you doubting yourself, this is someone you need to stay away from. Never be in groups or in crowds that allow doubt to sink in, because you're the one stuck with you. And at the end of the day, you don't want to be doubting who's steering the ship, who's flying the plane. You can't doubt them. You have to have confidence, unwilling confidence and faith in yourself. You. You're the driver. You're the engine. You're the drive. And that is amazing. And it's a beautiful gift from this amazing universe we're inside of that's constantly creating and dying at the same time. And so are we. 10,000 cells of yours probably died within the beginning of listening to this to the end. But you know what? 20,000 more cells were liberated, made free, and now exist inside of you. I like this thought process too. So there was this, I'm sure you guys already know, but there was this thought theory through these scientists who had a belief of uh, these old sellers back in the Viking age. So not sellers, Vikings. If you take if you keep replacing the wood of a ship until it's a brand new ship, but you make sure that you save all of the old pieces, 
which one is still the ship. All of the old pieces that you know started to age and degrade and need to be replaced because those are the original ship. Now they're just in a nice little pile on the side, decaying. And you have this beautiful new ship in front of you. That's the exact same replica of it, but it feels as if being new replaces it. But then it also feels like it's identical utility, being the boat that they use, also makes it the same. Everything in our life and in our existence is contradictory. It's a back and forth. It's a this and a that. Always. Always was, always will be. It's That's what the, the human struggle is, is that we always need to find a good and a bad, a right and a wrong, an evil and a, an omnipresent good in people that doesn't need to exist. Like, take it from someone who sees the best in everyone. I see the best in everyone. I always think that we're all this little eight-year-old inside that's really just trying to figure out what this whole big thing's about. Some people do that in a certain way that can be quite, quite pleasant. And then some people figure that out in a way that's quite unpleasant. And it's a, got a turning effect. This is the only reason why I have any kind of complexity about it. You could meet one of these people and it can turn and infect you. So in this way, are you your original self once you've interacted with someone like this? But if you believe in destiny and fate and everything like this, you start thinking, well, was it meant for this turn to happen? Or is it some kind of thing that you need to fight against, change, and determine yourself over? Let me be uh, more direct. You don't like your silver shirt, but you're going to wear it anyway because you look good in silver. So a lot of people say, oh, well, I don't really like it either. It looks crazy. You know, what's going on with you? And the more you do this, the more you want to push into it. What is that? It's either something that can help you or something that can harm you. Maybe you're going to embrace this new style, like how Chanel did, making this type of uh, tweed skirt, which when it came out was not the big to do. But now you know Chanel, you know the look, or if you don't know Chanel and the look, they have a tweed uh, platform that they use. It's a very delicate, intertwined pattern practically hand-sewn beads and jewels. It's very expensive. And this was the beauty of the garments and when you wear them and what you feel like and what you look like and it's amazing. Now, though, it's something you think right off the beginning was amazing. And hearing that, everyone loved it. Oh, it's expensive. It takes a lot of time. Okay. No. It was... I'm not sure what to do with that. Everyone's wearing, you know, the blowy skirts. We don't want this fixed straight line. Or, you know, women can't wear suits. Or what about this? Or if you're a mother, or what if you're a working woman and you want to, you know, show a little cleavage, you can't in that. It's too high up. Or you know, There was always a complaint. So here's what you need to know. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, what your coping mechanism is, there will always be a percentage of the society that does not agree. And there will always be a percentage of the society that does agree. So in this way, understand everything's a contradiction, even you, even you listening. Sometimes you agree, sometimes you don't. You could have heard this and, and gotten a little upset, but this is kind of like why I always want to be open about this. Open and honest doesn't mean making you happy. And try to understand that even a cup of ice cream, for me vegan, but even a cup of ice cream, a sweet drink, or some kind of sugary chemical can cause happiness in you. It's just a chemical reaction. It's fleeting. It's not real. Satisfaction and fulfillment 
these are real things. These are tangible emotions that you can feel on a regular basis and they can do something to you. Your goals affect you and it really takes courage to be exceptional. But you have to remember, nobody is comforting the king. And with that, I've been Anomaly Kyra and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for all your donations and for all your help and for sharing the podcast. And we're going to start doing some videos soon now that I have like a great reaction from everyone. And I really love you guys. And thank you so much. And it's sponsored. Thank you for listening. And this has really just been the best decision I've made to get on here and really just start sharing my own thoughts that I would get bullied for in school or defriended because I thought too outside the box and now that you guys are here and you know you're you, you feel the same way you've had the same experiences or you're really intrigued by these ideas and you're really just you're really there and it's just amazing and I just appreciate all of you so thank you once again this has been Anomaly Kyra and we'll talk again soon